You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is Jonathan Schroyer, the host of the Future of Service channel. And as always, we bring you the best and the brightest. We're so fortunate today to have Claire Musket with us. She, oh my goodness, she has like a, I could be reading a whole page of what Claire has done. What she's been working on most recently is women in CX and and her passion around the community. So so Claire, welcome to the show. Tell the, the listeners a little bit more about you. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, I'm Claire Musket. I'm the founder and CEO of Women in CX, the world's first online membership community for women working in customer experience. But my career history started right at the front lines on the shop floor, so to speak. Began my career in hospitality, went into operations, was running hotels and restaurants at 23. And I guess kind of evolved with service as service evolved. So my first job in the office in the kind of mid to 2000s, being in like kind of early data analytics around customer, uh, when customer experience kind of emerged as a discipline, being one of the first customer experience manager roles, working for a big UK FTSE 100 and, and then spending the best part of 15 years working in big corporates in the UK, leading innovation, I guess, around customer experience and particularly CX design started my own consulting business in 2017 and was traveling all over the world, having amazing conversations on stage and running workshops for clients as far away as New Zealand. But we all know what happened in 2020. But that was fortunately what brought me to my latest venture and starting up this community. So I'm very happy to be where I am today and now getting the perspective on service and experience from hundreds of women all over the globe. Really excited to have this conversation today. No, no, it's it's fantastic. We are really fortunate to have a conversation with you. And so the listeners know that I'm a sponsor of Women in CX, just in case you you hint any bias in my conversation. <laughs> I love Claire. I love Women in CX. In fact, you guys are gals. Didn't you guys just have a, like a, a global conference, right? We did. We brought like lots of women together. And I yeah. saw some things on Facebook. It looked amazing. Yeah. So thanks to you, we were able to start 18 months ago and since then I've grown into this incredible network over 50 countries and hundreds of women and yeah our evolution kind of started as an online community and doing a lot of stuff over zoom during the pandemic but as restrictions released able to you know go around the world and have face-to-face meetups and culminated yeah in our first global gathering in London in October on what is now forever going to be known as Wix Day <laughs> October <laughs> day. and very excited about our conference and events program for 2023. No, so. I think it's fantastic. And, and don't even say thanks to me. I, I might have given a little bit of money in the beginning, but you have been the powerhouse behind this. And that's why we're so fortunate to have you kind of share some of your wisdom and your thoughts you know, with us. So let's start with the first question. So the first question I love to ask my listeners is, what is the future of service from your opinion or perspective? Okay, so I thought about how to answer this. And depending on whether you believe looking back is a good predictor of how the future is going to go. I was an early millennial, so you're kind of born in an analog age and saw this rise of digital. You know, my career kind of followed that pathway as well. But how I suppose technology has shaped the evolution so far, and I think that's you know going to be the way that we continue to go. 
So looking back like 25 years ago, it's impossible to even think of where we're at now with service and customer experience. And when I think back to like the dates of when this stuff actually happened, like we didn't have Google till 1998, social media mm-hmm. web mm-hmm. 2.0, like in that's like 2004, like we're talking a long time ago, e-commerce explosion during the kind of 2000s and how essentially the technology advancements, customer technology, technology available, you know, made the shift from 2D to 3D, gave us all these problems to solve around like social media and like how to connect service through social and things like multi-channel conversations. Again, remembering back to being part of that journey, but, you know, to go from kind of bricks and mortar and people to people to where we are, I guess, today, where because of all the data that was created in Web 2.0, all of the technologies that we see today around machine learning and AI and chatbots and wearable technology, customers are automating stuff for themselves and how businesses, I guess, have latched onto that as a way to replace people in service as opposed to complement it. And I guess my point of view and opinion is that like, you know, Amazon type businesses that were born in this era have done it really, really well, right? They've been customer obsessed about service and use technology to service the needs of human humans and convenience and delivery and all that kind of thing but all the organizations that were kind of born in that analog age the transition that they tried to make Mm -hmm. with technology and service they've really gone awry and looking at the statistics around customer satisfaction with service it's Mm -hmm. actually getting worse so yeah so like kind of thinking about AI and machine learning and data as a way to drive business objectives rather than human objectives and I'll come back to that in kind of what I think the force multiplier will be to be successful. But where we're going, I've listened to most of the episodes of this so far, and I was really surprised that nobody's really mentioned like robots and droids and <laughs> that kind of thing so far. So, so I can actually imagine a world where, you know, if you think, think like 2050 kind of stage that a lot of the stuff that happens in person might well be supported or serviced by things like robots and droids I don't know like what the appetite will be or how human they'll need to be or whether that will completely freak us all out but (laughs) you know kind of these these channels emerging of like in person you know who knows what's going to happen with the metaverse but you know kind of going from 3d to 40 mm. to then five dimensional service like the the, the future is like super interesting and I don't pretend to have a crystal ball to know that but you know thinking that human to human service might become something that's either an experience is a renaissance or it becomes some kind of like premium offer that people pay more for mm-hmm. that I can imagine actually we might come full circle to human to human service in particular circumstances situations might even yeah. be something that people pay more for and is so it's, it's going to die out if we don't continue to build people who are great at delivering yeah. service so you know what does that look like it might be a very precious commodity yeah i mean i think it's going to be interesting because as you think about the hybrid growth of humans and technology you can see that human to human could become the white glove, the future white glove, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think it's, it's such an interesting topic. And just dialing back to something you said earlier about the service industry being broken. I mean, when I when I started Ephesium a few years ago, one of the reasons why Ephesium gained so much you know, traction in the early days is because essentially companies they spend $220 billion on outsourced services, right? But they change providers every six to 12 months. Mm. And because they're dissatisfied with 
the services that those providers are providing their customers. But in essence, it's, it's not only the providers, it's also the clients and their strategy and how they're thinking about things and their investments. And, and so I think technology and thinking about how to maximize technology in the future of service is so key. So kind of alluded, you've got the next question ready and going. So what's the force multiplier to bring this new future of service that you're dreaming about to pass? Yeah, so I think it's going to be human understanding and how mm. we harness technology enablement and data to better service people rather than to serve mm. the kind of business outcomes of personalization mm. to sell more stuff or self-service channels to avoid costs or you know the potential to use technology to enhance or yeah. augment humanity is huge, but hardly anybody is doing it. So for me, I think it's a capability that I guess it's my expert area is human-centered design, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say this, but being able to kind of translate that data and human understanding into products, services, experiences that people actually want, need, deliver against their components of value will mean that whatever is built in the future of service is one that serves humans rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. so being able to consider things like target experience that you want to deliver to people through the people that are behind the scenes delivering that service and being able to visualize that and make technology decisions off the back of this will be mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. multiplier that means human success overall and business benefit rather than just one at the expense of the other as it seems to be I mean, I love what you said because you you said something. I just I want to draw it out to make sure the listeners gather it. So you you talked about how do we use technology to enhance the experience, not to eliminate it. Because a lot of companies today are using you know bots and AI to 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 disconnect the user from the brand and just dis Deflect. disconnect the cost structure, right? Like whether it's RPA or other things, let's make it faster. Let's let them do it on their own. But you're talking about, hey, let's use technology with humans at the center of the design experience and enhance that, which I don't think there's a lot of people talking about that today. So that's pretty powerful. I'm glad I could add some value and it's not been said before. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can add value. Go ahead. I think the need for human connection is mm. something mm. that we saw, you know, when we lost it in the pandemic and all of mm. the kind of peer-to-peer business models, communities, like the rise of these different ways of connecting with one another through technology and augmenting the experience of human connection is something that we will always want to need. And rather than kind of removing it, like you say, you know, deflecting people away through things like self-service, there's a huge opportunity to be able to integrate that into this value creation that actually amplifies the human aspects of business yeah. service experiences in the future. I think it's pretty amazing. It reminds me like a very simple example of in the in the 90s, I used to use a telephone to call and talk to somebody I cared about, right? And now I can actually see them. Mm -hmm. So the introduction of the video made like the telephone experience more intimate and more human-centered and more meaningful because you see the person, you see the way that their face looks, you see their facial expressions as they talk, you can sense their and see their emotions. So it's, it's very cool. Okay, we're running out of time. So let's get to what are the one or two key insights that you want to leave with the audience? So I guess one would be to look at what the youngest generation are doing right now in terms of how mm -hmm. they're using the metaverse, things like Roblox and Fortnite and 
actually you know becoming avatars but still having human connection <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. that is a really good predictor of the way those kinds of technologies and especially the metaverse are going to be used less so by us millennials but more thinking about like how kids basically growing up in that world where this is mm-hmm. part of their identity and who they are so being able to be kind of ready with for the yeah. next generation of customers and service especially with like the values alignment and the mm-hmm. cultural expectation of brands to do things like good yeah. that would be missing a trick if we weren't thinking of the future in in that sense and i think just like more broadly some of the practices that exist today are actually hampering our ability to get to the future so like the traditional frameworks for things like customer experience and measurement and voice of the customer and actually the complexity that's being engineered into the discipline is off-putting for businesses and organizations because it doesn't add value and demonstrate Mm. how it helps a business to deliver against their organizational strategic objectives so i just think anyone who's working in this space really needs to be more adaptable and flexible Mm. to figuring out how to add value through service and experience to people but also that is supporting the business to achieve their objectives and those of us who can do that will be part of this next iteration of customer experience and service and those of us who can't or don't will be driving the discipline in a race to the bottom as we are on a trajectory today. Well folks I don't know if you heard the the mic drop but the mic just dropped right there. (laughs) We are so fortunate to have Claire Musket with us today. We're going to go ahead and and end our podcast because we're at time. But Claire, you have so many great insights. Can you let folks know a couple of things? One, where to find you, reach out to you, and and how to, if if there are women in CX and they're interested in, you know, becoming part of the platform and learning more about that, where do they go? So you can always find me on LinkedIn. I am the only Claire Musket on LinkedIn. So just search my name in there. And if anyone is interested in finding out more about the community just head to www.womenincx.community and you'll find all the information on membership there i love it i love it well thanks claire for the time today as always folks this is jonathan schroyer i'm the chief cx innovation officer at rise gaming and rise virtual solutions and i'm also the host of the future of service channel and the mission matters podcast network until next time serve well This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.